0: going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 108.0. And we are beginning a brand new series with uh, Yakuza 3. We've done 0, we've done 1, 2, and now we're moving on to 3. We're going to get through all of these eventually, come hell or high water. But uh, today I have with me Matt.
1: Hello, friends.
0: And uh yeah. Man, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, back to Yakuza.
0: Back to Yakuza. We were we were we were thinking
1: should we put Yakuza on the back burner to do something?
0: But no, no, we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it.
1: Yeah, and as expected, I have gotten shockingly little done as far as NaNoWriMo.
0: Oh well. No.
1: I expected nothing from this month and I'm getting nothing. So, right on track.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to we're going to go and play uh Orphanage Simulator. Yep. Yep. But uh yeah. So um as we do with every first of our series, we talk about um our history with the game itself. Um once you get into the mid parts of Yakuza, you ask somebody their history with it and I'm like I don't know what I was doing then. <laughs> Because I really, It was all blur. Yeah, so I do have a little bit of history. So obviously, I played Yakuza 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. And when I found out that they were actually bringing... Because for, for, since Yakuza 2, it had been forever since we had seen a Yakuza game. Um, and Yakuza 3, I remember they said that it was coming to the U S and I got really excited at this point. I had already introduced Yakuza to my, my roommates, my friends and stuff like that. And they kind of dug it too. Um, and I remember my roommate created a Japanese PSN account because there was a Japanese demo for Yakuza three and so he downloaded it, and of course, we can't read anything, we can't, we don't understand what they're saying, there's no subtitles or anything like that, so we just played through it, and I said, oh man, this looks amazing, this looks fantastic, this is like, you know, this is PlayStation 3 graphics here, and I, I was like, okay, I'm down, day one, like when this game comes out, and I pre-ordered it, uh, uh, my roommate worked at GameStop, so he went in through threw in a pre-order, and I picked it up the day it came out, and... And we played through it, and I think we played I think we played through a lot of this game on our old stream back when we streamed a lot oh nice so i was i was I was all in um, in fact i I think if you go back and look at my Twitter, I know I posted some some pictures of Yakuza Three because some of these kids make the creepiest faces in the world. <laughs> And I remember taking a picture of my television and posting it to Twitter. Um, that was years and years ago, so you can go and try and find that if you want to. But, um, yeah, I mean, my my history with the game is I totally played this day one when it came out. Um, if you would have asked me a week ago, do you remember anything that happens in Yakuza 3, I would tell you no. Mm-hmm. As I've played through it to this point, we made it to chapter four or we made it to the end of chapter four. It's coming back to me. um, Like I remember specifically, oh yeah, I remember this part. I remember this part. Uh, but it's not one of those, oh, I know what happens next now. It's it's always like when it happens, like, oh, right, I remember this. Yeah. But um, Matt, what about you? <laughs>
1: I think as will be the case for every upcoming Yakuza game, I have no history. Um, The only thing I really have is is the comments that I've heard about this game and kind of the middle part of the series, knowing that the full remakes are done, we're back to just remasters, and knowing that there was a little bit of a ping pong where Yakuza 0 for me was amazing. Kiwami 1 was okay, Kawami 2 was better, and then I feel like this is going to be another low point from what I've heard. So, not really any history, but more just building off of the Yakuza games we've played. I'm just curious to see how these middle games stack up.
0: Sure, sure. So, uh, Yakuza 3 came out in 2009. Um, so, it, it had been a good amount of time since... Uh, I had played Yakuza 2, um, but yeah it came
1: out on the PS three and I was heavy into the PS three in two thousand and nine. I just knew nothing about the Yakuza series. Had
0: you heard of the Yakuza series at that point? Or can you remember?
1: I if if, if I heard anything about it at this point, it was just like, hey, it's kinda like GTA but Japanese. That's like it for my experience with I don't even think I ever saw really a trailer of it certainly not of these middle games right that I can remember if
0: I remember correctly Yagaza 3 was the first kind of big blip on the map for the United States um, People were talking about this uh, definitely it was still definitely a niche title. But it was definitely getting a lot more eyes on it than the PlayStation Two games were, mm. um, and I, I want to say, I want to say, Yakuza Three came out, and it had that niche audience. Toward the end of Yakuza Three's span, I would say. Right before Yakuza 4 came out, I think it started picking up ground more there because I remember Yakuza 4 being a more talked about game. Yeah. So I think after a year or so of Yakuza 3 being out, people in the United States were like, Hey, have you guys checked out this Yakuza game? It's actually pretty cool. Um, and it's goofy and, and, you know, like it, it features like a very serious character, but he's put in these goofy situations, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and i think I think it started to get more ground then, like Yakuza Three was definitely a more popular game than any of the 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 PlayStation two games by far yeah it,
1: it, looking looking at this list now, I'm not surprised I missed it. Two thousand and nine was a pretty good year for games if this list is accurate. I mean, just looking at what else came out that year Uncharted Two, one of my favorite games of all time, Modern Warfare Two, Street Fighter Four. Assassin's Creed two, God of War Collection, Kill Two, Batman Arkham Asylum, Demon Souls. I mean that Dragon Age Origins. Damn. I mean that that's a pretty good year, Ratchet. That's a
0: hell of a year.
1: Ratchet and Clank, Future, Crack in Time, Pixel Junk Shooter, Guitar Hero Five, Red Faction Gorilla. Infamous. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil Five. I mean, it's just an insane number of games that came out in two thousand and nine. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
0: Holy Borderlands
1: God. Trine. Brutal Legend. There you go. So I mean even if I had been inclined towards checking out Yakuza, I just I was just I mean, I was I was in the throes of it. I mean this was this was the heyday of the generation, essentially.
0: Right. The um the the weird thing is is that Yakuza 3 may have been the jumping on point for a lot of people but that game does not pull any punches to say you know who these characters are and you yeah. know, you know what happened in the past two games um but uh yeah they I mean they start right up um so it was actually
1: one of my favorite things starting this game is I'm like oh wow I I really feel like I'm involved right like I know what's happened and a lot of things have happened recently in you know in world for for QU so you know I kind of feel like that part of it I did like that I didn't feel like I was being like I was wasting a lot of time like they really do throw you right into it
0: oh yeah definitely definitely so I kind of want to approach the story I mean, obviously, we'll catch up to where we're supposed to be by the end of this episode. But I want to start with all of the stuff in the past and then work my way up. Because I don't like how they handled this, Mm. where the first chapter is basically present day and something major has happened. And then the next three chapters are 12 months ago. Six yeah. months ago. You know, and I was like, come on, guys. Like, really? I mean, you, you you couldn't, you know. First off, you couldn't condense probably three of these chapters down into one chapter?
1: Yeah. If I have one one overarching comment for this whole session that we played, it's that every five minutes I thought this whole section was going to end and we were going to get back to the real Yakuza series. Right. And And then chapter after chapter, I'm like is this the whole game like i don't understand if this is an intro this is a long intro
0: no no it's four chapters of of just man
1: yeah it's really four chapters that should have been one or three chapters that should have been one
0: yes yes most certainly so let's start with in the past um it has been a year since the events of Yakuza 2. Um, Daigo Dojima has taken over as the sixth chairman of the Tojo clan. Um, And um, Kiryu uh, is meeting up with um, a now older Haruka. I think she's what, like 12 here? Yeah, that's um, about right. And, um, he also, uh, meets up with, um, oh God, Saya, is that her name? The, the detective from the second game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she says that, uh, she's actually going off to the United States to do a training course there, um, with the police force. So she is leaving. Um, and Kiryu, uh, is like, all right, well, I am actually going to, uh, start a new job since I have left the, left the Yakuza for good. I am going to go and be the director of, uh, Morning Glory Orphanage.
1: My first thought was the comic series?
0: The Morning Glories? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, what's going to happen at this orphanage?
0: Yeah. Morning Glories, oh, man. That is such a great comic series. <laughs> uh anybody out there who's never who's never read it, um uh Morning Glories is fantastic. So I highly suggest it. If you like if you like the T V show Lost, you'll probably like Morning Glories because it's like crazy and weird like that. Where it's just like, What? What's going on? But yeah, Morning Glory or Morning Glory Orphanage, which is obviously where uh Kiryu uh grew up. Um, and, uh, he is, uh, he's going to be taking over as the, uh, as the manager, owner, parent of the orphanage. Chef. Chef, even though Haruka does all the cooking. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Um, so we have to say goodbye to people in, uh, in, uh, Camarocho. And we walk around, we say goodbye to, Everybody at Stardust and, and, um, uh, the last big thing we got to do is go and talk to, um, a very important person, uh, to make sure that they t- keep an eye on the new sixth chairman of the Tojo clan, make sure he doesn't fall into, uh, into any problems. So we go to talk to Majima. And Majima is not very happy that we're leaving. And he says... Unsurprisingly, he's yeah. got
1: something he wants to do about it.
0: Yeah. And he also says, um, Nobody tells me what to do. If you want to tell me what to do, you've got to fight me for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, our first boss fight is with Majima. Goro Majima. Um, And, uh, yeah. After kicking the crap out of him. He's like, okay, fine. I'll watch after Diego for you. And so we, uh, yeah, we leave. And, um, so begins the next six months to a year. Cause it's like two years, right?
1: Yeah. Two uh, years total. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, of raising these children at Morning Glory Orphanage, which I should say is in Okinawa, which is on the, on a, the island. Is it the island of Okinawa or is it, or is I that just so. the name of the town or the city?
1: No, I think it's on the island.
0: Okay. So yeah, um, and it's on the beach and we've got all these little kids, um, and Haruka's there as well and Alright, I'll get to the big stuff, but let's talk about running the friggin' orphanage. Um, Well, there are tons of missions, and they're not side missions. They are missions that, that are part of the story. And I understand why they're here. They're trying to show that Kiryu now has a history with these children. They see him as a father figure. And they, you know... You're establishing trust with these kids and shows that Kiryu cares for them. But what it boils down to is boring fetch quests. Go here, go there, go here, go there, go here, go there. Go buy this. Bring a ball back. You know, it's that, it's that kind of thing. And I'm just like, man, this is a slog.
1: Yeah. A lot of back and forth from the orphanage into the, the local city. Yeah. Then back, then back.
0: So spread throughout this, we also have a few run-ins with the local Yakuza of Okinawa. Um, and it first starts off with, there's these two weird dudes in a truck that keep staring at the orphanage. They park outside the orphanage and just stare at it for hours. And the kids are like, Hey, have you noticed this? And Kiryu's like, what? And then they drive off. They get freaked out and drive off because they see Kiryu looking at them. So Kiryu's like, well, I'm going to go talk to him. So we go into town and we find him and it sees two guys. Uh, you got Miku, Mik- Mikio, I think is his name.
1: Yep. Mikio. And, and, uh, your yeah, blonde guy. Yep.
0: And, uh, you have, uh, Rikia. Um, who I will forever call Ricky, uh, Rikia. Um, yeah,
1: I was calling him Adam Sandler for a little bit.
0: <laughs> he does look a little bit like Adam <laughs> Sandler, doesn't he? Like a young Adam Sandler. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, he is, so these two guys are part of, uh, a family in, uh, in Okinawa, uh, the Ryudo family. Uh, the Ryudo family is a, kind of a small family um, based out of there. I'm, I'm assuming the Ryudo family is part of the Tojo clan? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I'm guessing... Hang on. Sorry, I'm looking this up because I, I really want to know. Yeah, they are part of the Tojo clan. Um but yeah, so um we finally corner him, have a boss fight with him. Uh Ricky, I should say. And um uh he he's like, "Alright, I want you to take me to my your boss because I want to I want to know what the hell you guys are doing. Why you guys keep showing up? I want to talk to him, tell tell your boss to leave my orphanage alone."
1: Yeah, cuz they keep dropping off eviction notices.
0: Yeah. And so um we go and meet the, the, the head of the family, uh, which is, uh, Nakahara. Now Nakahara is an older Yakuza. Um, and, um, he has a, uh, a daughter. Um, and we'd see that when we, we go into his office and he tells his daughter to leave. She's writing in a sketchbook. And, uh, Nakahara is like, all right, here's the deal. The Tojo clan owns the land that the orphanage is on. Now, there is a thing happening in Okinawa right now uh, where two big players are wanting to purchase the land. Uh, one of them is a guy who is wanting to build a, a new resort there, and the other one is the Ministry of Defense wants to put a military base there. Particularly a, a U.S. military base, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, uh, it's up for bids right now. Um, and they're offering a good sum of money to take this, this land and they're trying to buy up all the land around it. So the Tojo clan, I guess, assumes, well, we should get involved in this we don't necessarily need that land, so why don't we just sell it? So, somebody from the mainland has positioned Nakahara to basically say, we'll pay you to just leave, get out. And of course, Ryu's like, Ryu, Ryu, Kiryu, is <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, freaking the, the lone wonder Ryu. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kiryu's like, look, I got a bunch of kids here. I'm not going to leave. Like, where the hell are we supposed to go? And Akahara's not having any of it. He pulls out a sword and he's like, I'm going to, I like you, you're, you're really want to start this with us. We're the freaking Yakuza. And of course, you know, Kiryu's like, yeah. And I used to be the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan, Jackass. Yeah.
1: Nobody <laughs> recognizes him or, or knows who he is. Nobody
0: apparently. knows who he is. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you come around my orphanage again, you're going to find, you're going to get some hurting. So he leaves. So I say all that, say this, some things go down. Um, a rival family, uh, kidnaps Nakahara's daughter. Which is, uh, is it Sumi? What's Saki. It? Saki. Saki. Yeah. And, um, Ricky shows up and is like, dude, you got to help us. Like the boss is pissed drunk. He doesn't know what to do. He thinks that his daughters ran away. And of course we're like, okay, well, we'll go help him. So we show up and. She's somewhere in the city, so we go into the city find- come to find out she has actually been kidnapped um and they think it was from her mother, so we find out that Nakahara isn't her real father. he adopted her or took her in because um she saw that she saw her father commit suicide, and her mother is like a a drunk, very mean woman and um Nakahara thinks that, oh, she just doesn't want to be around me. She wants to go back to her mom. Well, what actually happened was it was a rival family. A rival family has propositioned her mother to take her in so that way they could leverage Nakahara for the deed to the property of the orphanage. while this is all going on, they steal the deed anyway. <laughs> so I'm just like, what? But anyway, we have a boss fight with the other family. I can't remember what this dude's name was or the name of his damn family. Um, I think this may be him. I'm clicking on people here to see if I can figure it out.
1: Oh, Tamashiro.
0: Tamashiro. That's right. Tetsuo Tamashiro, um, yeah, he is the one who propositioned uh, the mother to take in the child, and he promised the mother that they that they would you know live together and be with each other. It's very embarrassing to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> Cause I'm just like ooh, and of course the mother really doesn't want the child. Uh, the child is traumatized because when she saw her father kill himself in front of her um she she was so traumatized that she became a mute so she's probably sp-
1: more traumatized since with the way her mom treats her
0: yeah yeah so she doesn't speak um she just writes down stuff and she also um sketches in her sketchbook <laughs> And uh, so we go in, beat the crap out of Tamashiro. Tamashiro is uh, uh, a piece of crap who's wanting to get his hands on the deed to the orphanage so he can sell it. Um, But, um, well, that didn't work out. And um, the big revelation of uh, that, uh, you know, the mom really doesn't want anything to do with her. And
1: yeah. uh, so it was like the worst thing that ever happened to her.
0: Yeah. And of course, Nakahara shows up and he's like, God, how could you say that to your own daughter? And um, yeah. So she, so kind of found out she's been sketching in her sketchbook and uh, she sketched a picture of Nakahara with a big smile on his face. And he's like, oh, so she actually does like me and care about me. And so after that, Kiryu becomes a ally to the, the family. Um, and um, I think he said, well, before we saved her, he's like, don't think you're going to get into my good graces because you're helping me here. Yeah. After this, he has a new lease on life and is like, okay, fine cure you i want you to be my sworn brother
1: yep and i will never evict you
0: yes and so while we're doing the little little ritual of being sworn brothers by i guess drinking sake with each other (laughs) lo and behold here comes somebody in uh coming into the office is none other than daigo and the suits. He, yeah, the suits. Yeah, hey, Daigo is has really cleaned up. He's not wearing that uh, that puffed up jacket anymore. <laughs> um, and he also brought along with him another guy. He's the assistant to the uh, secretary of defense or the defense minister. He's like the right hand man to him or the advisor right. to him. And um, he's like, yeah, we're currently working on. This whole deal with the the Ministry of Defense. With all this land. And of course, Ryu, uh, Ryu. I keep saying Ryu. Gosh, Kiryu. Kiryu is still not budging. Like, look, I'm not getting rid of my orphanage. And Daigo's like, I'm not forcing you to. But I'm just letting you know what's going down the pipeline. And the, uh, the... Ministry of Defense guy is like, I actually don't want the military base to be there. Contrary to who I work for, I actually want the resort to be there because he's a, he is a, a native to Okinawa. He wants to see commerce and, and the city and the island to thrive. Cause if you just put a military base on there. It's just going to bring in a bunch of United States dudes who are just going to, you know, just clog up the place. It's not going to help the, the town. And, of course, Kiryu's like, well, that doesn't make much sense. Why are you working for the, the other guy then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that Kiryu and Daigo have, you know, they're they're friendly, but they're not overly friendly with each other. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they never were super close, but they've been through a lot together.
0: Mm-hmm. They have. They most certainly have. Well, yeah. So... I mean,
1: even even when Daigo says, or like when Kiryu says, not like that—that that he's going to stay on this land—and Daigo's like, "Well, I, I can I can keep them away from you for a while, basically, until until this guy becomes the the new minister. But then after that, you know, <laughs> I, I I I did like this part where you know it was almost like they were again trying to be friendly without being too friendly. Where I, I like the banter that they had when Daigo's like, well, you know, I, I can only keep him away for so long. And then Kiryu, you know, and he's like, y- you'll be like 60 and, you know, over over the hill by the time this guy ascends to be the, the minister of defense. And at that point, you won't care anymore. And then Kiryu's like, well, I, I'll still be tough and I can still beat you at that point. Yeah, I'll still be formidable or something. I don't know. Just Just the... The wording and, and the banter that they had, I I really liked it. It's been one of the high points for me throughout these three and a third games so far. As has just been the writing. I, I really think that the the translations are sometimes surprisingly good to me. Yeah. Even like even little things like oh, I'm gonna hit the hay. I'm like, oh really? I didn't didn't know if that kind of a a, a phrase would would be so universal. I guess there's no reason it wouldn't be, but.
0: I'm sure I'm sure they take some liberties. 'Cause yeah. um the <laughs> I've seen it multiple times in the Yakuza series. I've never heard anybody in my life say this as an <laughs> as an exclamation. When something happens, they say the shit <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen heard anybody <laughs> say that before in my life, but they say it multiple times here. <laughs> so I'm just like, What? And, all right. But yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've just I've just really enjoyed the the translations, and the, I think I feel like the banter amps up the character interactions a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so all right, do all of that. I don't know when this actually takes place. I think it's like six months ago or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cut to modern day, which is two thousand nine for this game. Um, we've, we've already became friends with the local Yakuza that are on the island. Um, Ricky is basically calling, uh, Kiryu anarchy now.
1: Yeah, which I had to pause and look up what that meant in this context. What does that mean? It means like big brother. Okay. Big brother. Okay. Um, and they have a funny conversation there where Kiri's like, stop calling me that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's with this anarchy stuff? And he's like, you're my anarchy. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> stop calling me that. Why are you calling me that? He's like, I call everybody that. So, um... But yeah, so uh, Ricky actually shows up to the orphanage and is like, you've got to come quick. The boss. The boss has been shot. And you're like, what? So boss has been rushed to the hospital and everybody's waiting there including his daughter and she has wrote out a sketch she saw who shot uh, Nakahara we look at the sketch and everybody's like do you know who that is and Kiryu's like oh yeah I know exactly who that is
1: it just can't be him
0: It can't be that guy. It can't be him. And then we see the sketch. And oh look. It's a picture of dear old dad himself. Kazuma. Kazuma. If everybody remembers. Has been dead for three years. (laughs) Uh, We actually saw him die. (laughs) And we had a funeral for him. But, uh yep, yeah, that's who she saw that shot uh, Nakahara. At the same time, Kiryu gets word. Not only has Nakahara been shot, so has the big boss of the Tojo clan. So Daigo has also been shot in Kamurocho. What, what
1: happens when you're the head? Mm-hmm. You attract some unwanted attention.
0: So we, uh, and so I say all of that because we see the majority of this at the very beginning of the game. Like I said, we see modern day and then it cuts back to a year earlier, six months earlier. And then we get, we finally catch back up in chapter four. And I'm like, I really hated the way they handled that because I I kind of liked the build-up to it. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like they've done that a few times, though, because didn't we see, uh, I guess it was a little bit of a twist, but when you see Kiryu standing over the body at the
0: of old uh, beginning of, of Dojima.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do like to, to tease you with something big at the beginning, usually.
0: Yeah, that's true. Eh, I guess. So uh, yeah, um, but we uh, but at the beginning of the game, we get the cutscenes of Daigo, you know, basically saying, "No, nope, we're not doing this deal. I don't care how much money they're offering. I'm not doing it." And uh, you know, he he's telling over the phone, and then he goes to have a meeting. At the Tojo Clan headquarters. And. When he's in his office. Dude walks up. Oh look. It's Kazuma. And. Kazuma pulls out a gun. And totally shoots him. And tells him like. You need to sign this. Like, Kazuma's like you need to sign this. And he's like I'm not. I already told everybody I'm not doing this deal. And so Cosmo shoots him. Yep, no remorse. Yeah, no remorse. So, uh, Nakahara's in the hospital on Okinawa. Daigo's been shot. Kiryu's like, I've got to go. I've got to go to Kamarocho. I have to.
1: You think he'd get out of there in a rush at that point. He does not.
0: (laughs) No, no. The kids really want to play baseball with him. And the kids really want to go play hide-and-seek with him.
1: And go get some food with him.
0: Yep, and go to the supermarket with him and get some food. And a whole bunch of other stuff that I really don't care for. But needless to say, after all that said and done, we finally get to go back to Komurocho. And I should say that the entire time we're on the beach in Okinawa, Kiri's wearing uh, a uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, red red Hawaiian shirt. And then he finally switches back to his suit. I figured there'd be a little bit more fanfare with that. Yeah, it's his classic suit.
1: All you get is the kids being like, "Oh, what's with the clothes?"
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, these are these are my business clothes." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, going back, we arrive at, uh, at Kamarocho. And, um, we're getting cutscenes, flashes of all these different people. These are the, the new heads of families for the Tojo clan. And they're all getting ready. Like, oh, there's a big meeting. Everybody's getting ready for this big meeting. And we were introduced to to four different people. Uh, And here's the thing that got me, because I always thought it was a staple in the Yakuza series. I can't remember. But this game is the first game we have played that hasn't had the, they introduce a character, they pause the game and go, dun, dun, and then show their name and what their rank is. Yeah. Those are really helpful, and we're not (laughs) getting them in this game. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I I don't know who this guy is. So yeah, they're not doing that. And so I don't know who any of these guys are. In fact, I can't remember who most of these guys are. Um, but we do run into one other, we run into another guy, um, who, uh, obviously is, uh, a bad guy. Uh, he is, uh, when we make it back to Kamurocho, there's some ruckus going on at Stardust.
1: As is usually the case. With when that place. is
0: there never ruckus going on at Stardust? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Kazuki and Yuya are there, and they're getting razzled by uh, some Yakuza, part of the Tojo clan, particularly part of the uh, Nishkiyama clan. Oh, oh, good old Nishiyama. Uh Nishiki- RIP is uh is d.e.d. dead um but uh a new person has taken over the family uh it's uh, i don't even know how to be
1: uh Hase- he's part of the family yeah i don't think he's the head of it though
0: oh he's not the head of it
1: no the head of it i think is the heavier bald guy
0: ah conda
1: conda yeah. yeah
0: yeah okay so uh yeah, is probably like a lieutenant for them. Yeah. So uh yeah.
1: Doing uh, the shakedowns.
0: Yeah, he's doing the shakedown of Stardust. He's pay he wants to pay Stardust I can't remember how much it was, like five hundred million yen. Five hundred million yen to uh to give up Stardust for a month so that they can use it as a, a headquarters for their uh their little operation that they're gonna be doing. Everybody that we see in all these cutscenes are, are basically gearing up for war. There is going to be a big Yakuza war going on, especially now that the, the sixth chairman is now in the hospital. He's wounded. He's not dead, but he's definitely wounded. They're like, Oh boy, people are going to start fighting now. See who can, they can take over the Tojo clan.
1: Yeah. Fighting for the future of Kamurocho.
0: That's right. So, um, yeah, the uh Nishiyama family is trying to take over Stardust and uh well Kyrie walks in and is like, Nope, that's not gonna happen. So we have a nice boss fight with Hasubi. Hasebe. Hasabe.
1: Hmm.
0: And um yeah.
1: It, none of the fights in this game have been very hard so far. I mean I, the, No, I
0: don't the, think so.
1: Taken a while like this one took a little while, mm-hmm. but just because he was blocking a lot, but uh, you know, not, I haven't, I haven't really come close to dying on any of the fights yet.
0: I haven't either, and I guess we should describe a little bit about how this game works because it seems like every Yakuza game has a different upgrading system. Yeah, uh, this one is more of the old school Yakuza, like Yakuza One and Two, like PlayStation Two version. Where you get experience points by doing certain things. Particularly beating enemies and uh, completing uh, the sub-stories. And uh, the experience basically adds to a meter that fills up. Each time it fills up, it gives a, a, a one there. Two, three, four. And you can have banked amounts of meters And then you have four skill trees. It's not even a tree. It's four skills that you can level up. So you basically hold down the button and you fill up that bar using the bar of experience points.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought was the strangest is that you don't really make choices there.
0: So there are some choices. So after you hit like maybe level three, you get to choose between one or two things that you can learn. So... Next time you're leveling up, you can, you can click left or right and say, do you want this ability or do you want this ability?
1: Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So, um, and there's tech, spirit, body and heat, heat. Yeah. Uh, on top of all of that, you can learn new abilities by having inspirations. So, one of the big things with Yakuza 3 and that they introduced was the fact that you can now go into first person mode and look around. And, uh, there are points in the game where you can look at something and you can have an inspirational moment. So, Kiryu starts a blog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he, uh, Anything that he finds inspirational, he will put in his blog and he will learn a new move. We learned this from the tutorial, the first part of it being, um, there is a woman who is riding a um, scooter. She's not paying attention because she's looking at a billboard with a model on it and she's staring at it. She hits a car in front of her and does a complete flip and then lands and then keeps going and Kiryu, uh, which is one of the best cutscenes in the game will see it. So he always, he's always looking. He always has dead eyes. He has dead eyes the entire game. <laughs> he has his dead eyes looking straight ahead and he turns to the camera and goes, huh? and then watches this happen. And then he gets out his flip phone and starts typing really furiously. And then he hits send and he has an inspirational moment. <laughs> it's the dumbest <laughs> little cutscene ever, but I, yeah. I I remember playing this game and I was like every time it happened I went, "Yay!" <laughs> cuz it's so dumb looking. But uh yeah, you can learn new abilities that way. There's also trainers throughout the city that you can learn stuff from as well. Um But yeah, uh, that, that's basically the end of chapter four. Whenever we beat this guy in Stardust, he tells us, "Well, who, you better get ready because uh, there's going to be a big, a big fight coming up with all the Yakuza guys, and you're invited." So that's 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 it. That's all I can think of.
1: Yeah, it feels feels like we're back. Like now with chapter five, it's going to start the kind of standard family-on-family family, warring that's kind of been throughout the rest of the game. So uh, it, it does feel like those first four chapters were really just the intro.
0: Yeah, it really was. I mean, they, I feel like those four those four chapters were trying to establish that cure. He was a changed man, and he's trying to take care of these kids.
1: Yeah, and I feel about it the way I feel about a lot of what you, what you almost might call down sections of stories is that if they use this to build his connections and they bring it back in some kind of an emotional way then I really like the beginning of this game. Sure. If they don't do that, it just seems like a little bit of a pointless detour.
0: Given my because, history with Yakuza series, I think it's going to be a pointless detour.
1: <laughs> because they could. I mean, Yeah, at they least could. With, I mean, if more things happen with the orphanage, if some things happen with some of the kids, you know, I I don't know if this is the kind of game that will have too many kids die. Uh, Seems a little bit more lighthearted than that, even with all the rest of the deaths that happen in the game. Uh, But but if that does happen, right, you know, now we've spent some time with the kids, we really understand how much Kiryu cares about the kids and, you know, is really invested in them and finding one of them a dog and making sure one of them looks cool so we can try to <laughs> try to win the date that he wants so i mean you spend uh quite a lot of time with these kids over the first few chapters so i don't know if if that comes back then i'm more okay with having spent that time with them
0: yeah and i would be too the thing is i don't remember enough of this game to tell you if it does actually mm. happen i think it does because obviously the, these kids' lives are, in, are hanging in the balance of this because, you know, where are they going to live if this deal goes through?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've kind of set that up as one of the central points of the story.
0: Yeah, save the orphanage.
1: Save the orphanage, and, you know, how are you going to navigate these two different, you know, two different outcomes that, you know, they're, they're trying to build in Okinawa when you've got an orphanage to save. And, uh, I mean, it. It's a reasonable setup because you've got now you've got the warring families and you've got the orphanage. You've got Kiryu's reputation and the family that he's working with in Okinawa. So there's a lot going on. So I don't dislike the setup of this game. It feels a little bit out of the ordinary, but I don't know. That's not necessarily bad, I guess. No. We'll it didn't feel quite as egregious as the beginning of Kiwami 1 with those nested fetch quests. Yeah. I, mean, I I I didn't love some of the quests in the beginning of this game, but I didn't dislike them as much as I did the beginning of Kiwami 1, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we do have an email. It comes in from Dustin. He is playing along with us. Wow, nice. And he uh, his title is What's the Story Morning Glory? Which is the name of an album, but I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Oasis. Oasis, yeah. Yes, that's right. He says, no sleep till done, 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 (laughs) Camaracho." But first, Yakuza 3, The Orphanage Simulator. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing better than playing a game where you walk around to gather kids to come eat their dinner and help solve their problems like who stole their money and making sure you're not raising a bunch of racists. I'm looking at you, Riona. Can we talk about the name of the orphanage, Morning Glory, ran by one guy himself? At least it's not a girl-only orphanage, but still, poor choice in name, Kiryu, or is it Aniki? now? Seems suspect. Had to look up Aniki. It's a respectful way to address your older brother. Don't tell my older brother that. He'll probably demand me say it. Here's a fun fact. Camarocho is a made-up town. It's based after Kabuki-cho, Kabuki, Kabukicho in the Shinjuku ward of Tokyo that has a bunch of hostess clubs and live hostels.
1: Other than Bukakicho.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you went to Japan, do you think they still have hostess clubs? Would you go to one out of curiosity from playing this game?
1: I probably would. You know, I I hadn't played any of these games when I was in Japan. So I'm, I kind of wish that uh, I would have a return trip and I would like to do some exploring. I I would
0: be too embarrassed to go to a hostess club. <laughs>
1: it it would be very awkward. Yes,
0: yes. Um especially since I'm married. I don't know if my wife would appreciate me going to a hostess club <laughs> to where I can sit down at a bar and drink with women. Who get, who, who I have to pay to drink with me.
1: <laughs> Please be my friend for the evening.
0: Yeah. Mm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. let uh, say, say. Uh, let's get to the game. I like any scene with Majima. I like him better than Kiryu. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Kiryu comes into his own. I think he really does in this game. Mm. Kiryu's usually like the this, the stoic dude who wants nothing to do with any of it, you know?
1: Yeah, virtuous. He's always being dragged into the conflicts.
0: Yeah, while well, Majima just goes head first and doesn't give a crap. <laughs> uh Game starts off okay, then throws us back a few months to look after a bunch of orphans who were historically stereotyped as either brats or the Golden Child. And since it's Curious Orphanage, most of them have hearts of gold except Riona. She's a racist. We're going to keep pushing that. (laughs) All right, so I have to explain that side story because it's being brought up here. So, Matt, you kind of touched on it. There was a kid who wanted to ask Riona out. And, uh, we tried to make him look cool by dressing him up and it didn't work.
1: I tried to dress him up as I thought Kiryu would with sunglasses and the dragon polo. I did too. Didn't work.
0: No, no. I don't think it ever works.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's any way around that.
0: Um, Riona doesn't want anything to do with the guy and they think he thinks it's because he looks different. So, uh, this child, I can't remember what his name is. Mitsuo. Mitsuo. Uh, he, he is darker skinned. I mean, he, I I don't know what race he is, but, uh, he, he's obviously not native Japanese. Um, and so, uh, she wants to hang out with these other kids and she has a large burn on her arm. And all the other kids are making fun of her. She feels bad. Mitsuo comes up to her and he's like, I don't think you're ugly. And, you know, he's like, look at me. I'm, I, it was, it's, it's, it's borderline like, Woof, man, is this bad taste? But the kid's like, he's like, I'm dark all over. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and She hugs him and they... They you know they have a moment and they they're fine now. And then there's one other time where uh, a girl's money gets missing and everybody starts blaming everybody. And then we get the culprit. Anyway, it's it's a whole bunch of like life lesson crap with the kids. Yeah. Anyway, he just keeps pushing the racism. Riona's not racist. <laughs> She's a kid. I find it funny walking around and random people just walk up to Kiryu and want to fight him. How bad do these guys need money that they pick a fight with a guy who looks like Kiryu? Isn't there some shorter, wimpier guy walking around, not some (laughs) six-foot, whatever, walking tank that can kill you with his stare? Also, I like how my money has adjectives. I received a moldy 5k or a sweaty 10k. Nice touch. Fighting yeah, I
1: think so. I had some smelly money as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fighting still sucks. I'm playing on normal. Leveling isn't the best since you don't really know what you can unlock the further you st- uh, into a stat you invest in. But this way, I'm investing more into other stats I didn't necessarily do in the past games. How was that golfing mission? <laughs> Probably worst golf simulator I've ever played. Good thing they gave you infinite mulligans. I needed them. Did you guys golf- Do you guys golf? Have you ever tried? I golfed with my dad as a kid. It's quite enjoyable and a fun time with a couple of buddies and some beer. Matt, have you ever played golf before
1: i have played a lot of mini golf. I actually recently played foot golf. Uh, recently, I guess it was, like, two years ago, two, three years ago, maybe, at this point. But I played foot golf once, which was an entire, like, 18-hole golf course, but you kick a soccer ball. Um, never I heard play of it. Lo- yeah. I, I had never heard of it before. I did that once. I played a lot of disc golf.
0: Sure.
1: So disc golf, mini golf, foot golf. And I've played a little real golf. I've done a par three once. I go to the driving range a few times, uh mini golf as often as possible. Real golf, like twice ever, once with my dad and once with some friends. And it was pretty fun and I was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. That's what I would be would be really bad, but I have never played an actual round of golf. My dad and I, it was almost like a ritual for some reason Dad went we dad knew these people that ran a pawn shop. The pawn shop had some old golf clubs and dad was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy those. He bought them mm. and me and him, like, for years really got into going to the driving range. I've never played golf in my life, but I have knocked the living crap out of balls at a driving range probably the hundred times.
1: Yeah. Oh, you've been to the driving range a hundred times? Oh yeah, yeah. Damn, I've been like five times.
0: No, nah, me and Dad. There was a driving range that was really close to our house. It shut down, but um, when I was like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, me and Dad went like almost every Saturday.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually felt really good last time I went. I mean, most balls were hit poorly to mediocrely. But every once in a while, I connect on a good one, and it felt good.
0: Yeah. Me and uh, uh, I know uh, we're planning on doing it for a, my friend's bachelor party. He really wanted to go to Topgolf. Hmm. And um, there's one probably about an hour away from here. So it looks like we're going to Topgolf in December, which is like a simulated driving range. I think, yeah, I think
1: I've seen one. I've never been to one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've never been to one either, but hey, I'm down for that. Sure. I don't know why he wanted to do that. He, I guess he just really wanted to do it. Like, yeah. It's, it's his party. We'll do whatever he wants.
1: I he played can, some good VR golf.
0: Yeah. The, uh, dude, I'm a huge fan of like video game golf. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you. like Everybody's golf Hot shots. Hot shots, or like the new one is called Everybody's Golf. I was yeah. really deep into that Mario Golf. I'm, I'm, I really want to play the new one on the Switch. It came out like a couple months ago. But yeah, I heard I saw only, that. Had, I heard only had like four courses. I know they've added them after the fact, like in patches and stuff like that. But I was like, really, four courses? Because that's like that's my jam. Mario Golf is my jam. I absolutely love it. Um,
1: I've dabbled in it once or twice. Never really put any serious time into it. I
0: probably put thirty hours into the 3DS version. Oh, nice! Oh, I, I absolutely love that series. And Hot Shots Golf's great too. Like uh, everybody's golf that was on the PlayStation Four was pretty good. It was pretty good.
1: I've really enjoyed the VR golf, except it's caused me to bash my hand into the wall at least three times. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> you know, on the backswing. So I'm not sure how well that uh, the, the Quest 2 controllers are holding up after that, but that's actually been one of my most fun games I've played in VR, if only because it's been so easy to play with friends. Right. And just kind of talk for a while while you're golfing.
0: There you go. It says, uh, anyway, you adopt a dog by doing a bunch of fetch quests. Isn't that ironic? Or not. I understand that word 65% of the time. Huh. Uh, Yeah,
1: speaking of the pawn shop, I went in there looking for a bone. I didn't have any. (laughs) Uh,
0: Next, you fight some Yakuza and a bunch of political stuff happens. Military base or resort. Who cares? It's Kiryu's land. And if it's legal and totally understandable for him to be evicted by God, Kiryu is not going to budge. Wouldn't it be easier just to buy him a new building on a beach to move his orphanage to? It's not like there isn't more beach on that damn island. <laughs> speaking of beaches did you get the cutscene with the weird couple in front of the orphanage Kiryu talked about how he helped them in the past not sure if one of you guys happened to do their side quest and what game it was from but i sure didn't i did get that and i have no idea who those people are
1: yeah same but they were also headed to kamurocho or to tokyo So I imagine we'll see them again in the game. Yeah, I'm assuming.
0: Maybe they were from Yakuza too. I don't remember. But, I mean, so I guess we could talk about that. Um, It starts off, the guy and girl, Kiryu's like, oh, it's these people again. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? But um, uh, they're on the beach right in front of the orphanage. And they're just messing around. There's a gratuitous butt shot yeah and uh he's the guy says hey yeah we're we're engaged we're we're getting getting ready to get married and he's like oh well good i'm glad stuff worked out for you but then she feels she seems like she's scheming against them
1: yeah and kiryu says something about like oh like oh you guys are better now right and they're like oh yeah we got we got engaged so whatever happened in the past Must not have been the most romantic or positive encounter.
0: So we run into him again. Uh, They're out shopping. And she mentions, like, she has to go to a pawn shop, but then she corrects herself. And I'm like, oh, this woman's scamming this guy. Okay. And then she's like, I got to go. Uh, back to the beach. I forgot something, and he, of course, chases after her. So we go back to the beach, and this is while I'm ready to leave. Like I'm already, I'm already in my suit, ready to go to Camarocho. Yeah, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. So I went back to the beach, and they're up there. He's confronting her. You're just scamming me out of my money. You, that's all you wanted. You didn't want to marry me, and she's like, no, that's not it. And we have to answer like a whole bunch of like little. Questions. It's not questions. It's just like giving, giving... It's just retorts, basically. And I'm like... This woman's scamming him, so I should make it to where... The guy realizes she's scamming him. But then I never got, like... Answers that were, like... Helping either person. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, come to find out... The woman's not scamming him. She doesn't want to marry him. Because she's actually his sister and that's weird yeah and she (laughs) found him and i'm like why would you play it off like you were interested in the guy if you just why don't you just just tell him hey i'm your sister i found you i want to have a relationship with you you know a like a family relationship instead she pretended to be interested in him
1: Yeah. I didn't make it that far, but that's weird.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. And I'm just like and then the, the that side mission ends and I get twenty thousand experience for it. So I was like, I'll take it. Can I go to Kamurocho now?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me out. Let me out Okinawa.
0: Yep. And he says basically the first four chapters of this game is a bunch of nothing. Until you finally fly to Camarocho and get introduced to some new lieutenants and there's a war coming. Hopefully this game picks up because the first third it was a snooze fest.
1: Yes, yeah, it is a third. Looks like there's twelve chapters.
0: Yes, there are twelve chapters. So we are about a third way through the game. So two more episodes of this and we can we can wrap it up. How you feeling about it, man?
1: Yeah, still pretty good. I feel like I feel like we haven't started it yet. Like I feel yeah. like we're just getting to the game now.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel too.
1: And again, I don't I don't really dislike it. I just feel like nothing's happened yet. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I uh, it's definitely about to ramp up, I feel. Yeah. Obviously we gotta figure out what what's going on with Daigo. Uh, obviously long lost fathers alive and well and shooting people you gotta figure out what's going on there with Kazuma
1: I mean sometimes they come back and when they come back they're disgruntled I mean I've seen Pet Cemetery. I know what happens to the cat and Gage the kid and the wife I mean nobody comes back from the dead and is happy usually
0: yeah or sometimes they come back the movie yeah is that, is that Stephen King that's what I was thinking. Yeah, sometimes they come back. Then they made a second one called Sometimes They Come Back Again.
1: And then I think they made a third one.
0: Sometimes <laughs> they come back a third time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they keep coming back.
0: Sometimes they just keep coming back. Why don't these dead people just stay dead?
1: I gotta the double tap.
0: I guess. I guess. And then next thing you know, you're you're sitting on the side of your bed, and this little evil kid slashes your Achilles tendons with. (laughs) Poor poor Mister Munster. Yeah. (laughs) Is it Fred Munster? Is that
1: (laughs) Fred? Yeah. (laughs) The thick thick Maine accent.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That uh, that movie. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm referencing Pet Cemetery. The 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 first, the first one, yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, the original and the first one, because they made a sequel.
0: Did they make a sequel, Cemetery?
1: Yep, yep, they made a sequel, and it's actually got uh, what's the actor's name? He was in the Green. No, he was in Shawshank. One of the one of the Stephen King prison movies where he's a guard. I don't know what was his name. He's I don't. I don't know if you'd call him a good actor. He's not super famous, but he's definitely recognizable. I'd say. Okay. I'm not sure, if you would know his name. Oh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. What is he most famous for? Shawshank. He was in Starship Troopers, Nightmare on Elm Street correct remake.
0: I'm wrong. Clancy Brown was also in Detroit: Become Human, right?
1: Uh, he definitely does remind me of the older guy from that.
0: Yeah, that's him. Was it him? Okay. Yeah, that's him.
1: I feel like I always recognize him, but I never, he, like, he's never made it to top tier or even second tier.
0: He's actually a pretty big uh, voice actor. In fact, I believe he's always played Lex Luthor. Ah, uh. Yeah.
1: Oh he has done a lot of Here's Mass Effect Andromeda voice acting Ninja Turtles TV show Star Wars Rebels
0: Yeah He's a pretty big voice actor
1: Ultimate Spider-Man TV show for years Sleepy Hollow TV show for years Yeah he's been in a lot Anyway
0: I mean well, I could sit here and talk about Stephen King movies all day
1: Huh. But yeah, no. Um, Pet Cemetery Two. If anyone hasn't seen it, probably don't. It's not very good.
0: Yeah. What's the worst Stephen King movie?
1: Ah, oh, I just had to watch one. I. It's one of the ones I would say is the worst, but it's also one of my favorites, which is The Langoliers. Oh, f- ha ha ha. ha.
0: The Langoliers. With oh, I love that
1: movie, but I had to watch it because Dean Stockwell. Dean
0: Stockwell. Yeah, I was about to say, rest in peace. Yeah. Yep. He passed away. What two days ago?
1: Sunday actually.
0: Sunday. Yep. I
1: only found out about it yesterday or the day before, but.
0: Yep. The Langoliers.
1: I spent a lot of time watching Quantum Leap in my day with my dad, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: The Langoliers is a is an okay movie. It's just. The Langoliers (laughs) look horrible.
1: Yeah. Stephen King's cameo is not great. The Langoliers themselves don't look great. It's clearly not super high budget, but for me, the reason I liked it was one of the same reasons I liked 12 Monkeys in that it was kind of a unique theory on time travel. Right? It's, It's kind of a crazy thing to think that the past and the future... Are just like the future is just there, waiting for us to inhabit it, and we move through it like a wave. And then once we pass through it, the Langliers just gobble it up.
0: Yep, they eat existence.
1: Yeah, and it was just kind of a uh, interesting. I'm like, oh, I never even thought of time travel like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm and way. and also just like the the premise, like when it starts, of. Most of the people on this plane have disappeared there's nobody like everybody on earth appears to have disappeared, and like that's just a, a an intriguing mystery to start the movie with and i I tend to like a lot of airplane based mysteries anyway i don't know why hmm. but anyway, yeah, not a great movie, but definitely an interesting movie yeah and Dean Stockwell's just great.
0: I'm trying to imagine, like, he, uh, that was a made-for-TV movie, right? Yeah, I think That's so. That's what I was thinking. Can't remember. I made a bunch of those back in the day.
1: Yeah, especially Stephen King ones. Like, The Stand miniseries was on TV. Yeah. Lang- Langoliers was on TV as a couple of parts.
0: Red Rose? Or Rose Red? What was it called?
1: Rose Red, yeah.
0: Rose Red was a oh god he, he redid um The Shining
1: oh yeah with Steven Weber yeah that was a good miniseries Tommy Knockers I think was a made for TV miniseries
0: yeah yeah did he do The People Under the Stairs mm, I don't think so okay that's a trippy
1: movie The It miniseries is pretty good yeah. Tim Curry.
0: <laughs> I can't take him seriously in that role. Cuz I know it's Tim Curry and yeah. I, you could tell he's just having a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man.
1: Anyway, Clancy Brown.
0: Yeah. Is it bad that we're talking more about this than we are Yakuza? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we'll we'll be back at Yakuza when some things actually happen. I mean, it, to be fair, a lot of things happened in in the first four chapters. Just a lot of boring things happened, also. And is it really worth talking about the fact that we went and like had to convince this dog to come back to the orphanage with us? Yeah,
0: it was it was a fetch quest. It was boring.
1: Yep, and it took a lot longer than it should have.
0: Yeah. Cause you had to run around this frigging town and you had to buy stuff. And I, I can't stand those quests and Yakuza where is like, Hey, could you get this for me? And you had to go to a store. And it's a particular store to buy this one thing.
1: Yeah. And they do that a couple of times already here where it's like something you have, you have to trigger something, but it sometimes doesn't even tell you how to trigger it. It's like just wander around until something happens. That's what happened to me with the bone, because I, you know, I, there was no way for me to know where to get this bone, and I walked into a bunch of stores until the game told me, hey, you're not, this bone doesn't exist, better go tell whatever her name was. So did you have to go eventually go get the ball?
0: Nope. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, maybe I should have.
0: <laughs> so if you go get the ball, if you say, yeah, they like balls... um. You have to go back to the orphanage, borrow one of the kid's balls, and take it back to him. I'm saying balls a lot. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did actually find a box that washed up on the beach that had a squishy ball in it. I wonder if that would have worked.
0: Maybe. Huh.
1: I think I already convinced the dog to come back before I found the ball, though, so... Yeah. If that's what, if that was, was what it was meant for, that wasn't really effective for me, anyway. Yep, and then played baseball. Yep, until that kid hurt himself. Yep. Akira. Akira, yep. And then we've got what is the you – know, there's a couple of political characters we didn't really touch on. There's the – what, the, the the teacher whose kid is a bully. Mm-hmm. That's got to come back since it's already reared its head twice.
0: Yep, that happened. And then the
1: local politician that he was apparently friends with. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name, though. A- Akasashi or Akahashi?
0: I don't I don't even know. That's the guy we played golf with.
1: Yeah. Anyway, maybe some of this stuff will come back and it'll all come full circle.
0: Don't hold your breath. <laughs> that's all I'm yeah. saying. But, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to send us an email, it is drew at com. You can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R E M G S and the podcast itself is at Z T G D Phoenix Down. But uh yeah, that's gonna be it for us. I know it's not been the most exciting episode, but that's okay. Um We're getting there. It's definitely ramping up now. We're back we're back in our, our old hometown and we're we're raring to go. There's a there's a Yakuza war going, so or Yakuza War coming. So, I'm sure we're going to get right in the middle of that.
1: That's what the dragon does.
0: That's what he does. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of Yakuza 3.